Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Who knew taxation was so sexy? Um, but we got a lot to talk about as it relates to taxes. Keith Faneff from CT Mirror done a lot of writing. Originally, we asked him to come on to talk about tax you know, tax-free week and so on and so forth. But he's, he's been writing on a couple other things we want to touch on. Keith, how's your summer going? Uh, pretty good. I, I don't know if I can live up to the sexy heights, but I'll do my best. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I mean, listen, I, you've been writing about it a lot. So, and, and to me, you know, s- some of the stuff, when I say sexy, because, like, tax-free, like, weeks are, are kind of a, you know, they're kind of a popular thing. I think, you know, I think you said 19 states do it, and they promote them a lot. And I think Connecticut in some ways is too restrictive, but we can get into that in a second. But do they actually work? Uh, They do. The question is, I mean, if you had a boiling hot pot of soup, not a bowl, a pot, and you put one little tiny ice shaving in, (laughs) would it work? Well, yeah, it would have an effect on the temperature. It'd be too small to measure, but it would work. It's just what you think it can do and what it actually does are different things. Um, no, nobody's saying that sales tax-free weeks are horrible. They're just saying people, a lot of, because they get a lot of hype, the public doesn't understand. Uh, we're gonna, you're going to get like roughly five to six million dollars returned. Not everything, not everything, by the way, to Connecticut consumers because anybody from Massachusetts or Rhode Island or New right. York or whoever crosses the border, they're going to get the savings. I mean, if you buy three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars worth of stuff, you're saving nineteen to twenty-five bucks. Um, you're not exactly rolling in big money. To give you some perspective, the income tax cut that we have, which is probably going to give uh, most households about three hundred dollars a week, uh, two hundred and ten if you're the working poor. I mean, that's we're, that's going to cost us five hundred million as a state. In other words, that's. 100 times more than a sales tax-free week. Um, it's just keep in mind what you're, what you're doing. And, and the last point I'll just make on the sales tax-free week is generally there are studies that show the wealthier household, the more they can take advantage of it. Um, uh, is that because there are bigger ticket items and they can afford them? Well, no, because you can still only, it only applies to clothing items and footwear that cost $100 or less. But the studies showed that like a, a poor family might increase their spending by like 40, 49% based on the sales tax free week. Um, a wealthier family is going to do it by over a hundred percent. So, I mean, most of the money is going to, you know, most of the savings is going to be going probably to upper middle class and wealthy, and you're spreading it out amongst people from out of state. It's not that you're getting hurt by it. 
Right. It's just not having a huge impact on your lives for all the hype you get from the political right. leaders. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, it, it maybe it's self-evident, but it's not even about the savings. I think it's, it seems to a way to get a little bit of, even if purchases are drawn forward, it's a way to spark some economic activity. And oh, and so, the stores like it for that reason. Yeah, and I think that that's the more, almost the more important thing. But, you know, even like we're in 2023 and like, I mean, listen, I try to get bargains for my kids, but... You know, like Air Jordan, they cost over a hundred bucks, but that's excluded. I feel like it's just some weird, arbitrary lines around it. Um, but you answer my questions, you know, in terms of how it benefits the, the the wealthier and the crossing state lines, and 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 whether it works or not, and and that makes a lot of it sense. It doesn't hurt you. It's just you for the hype. You most so many people think they're getting more, and some political leaders use that as a shield to say, "Well, no, I didn't give you a big." thing last year but doggone it you got that sales tax free week right um right. so it's it's perspective on what you're really getting yeah it's, it's crumbs of crumbs of crumbs of the state surplus i mean they, they would never do it for like cars and stuff though right unlikely yeah it's too much there's too much money uh also you know I, the the other thing you just you wrote i think it's out today is that right the about you know taxes make people leave connecticut that's that's today's story at ctmirror.org and and i encourage people to go read it um you know the the argument especially around election season is you know it's an connecticut is an expensive place to live and it is an expensive place you know to do business but it's not just taxes that would prompt people or to leave the state right well, there are a lot of factors that will cause people to leave. If you trust what people say themselves in their own census polls, um, the things that le- cause people to leave first and foremost is if their employment takes them out of state. And secondly, it's for family reasons. Um, taxes are, are not even at the close to that. What, what sort of blew my mind was when you started to look at um, California, which has one of the reputations is one of the highest tax states, highest cost of living states, um, has the same outmigration rate as Texas, tied for the best in the nation. And Texas has no income tax hmm. uh, when it comes to households making more than 200000 The other interesting thing is our outmigration rate for people making more than 200000 almost matches Florida's, which is supposed to be, you know, I mean, because they have advantages of climate that we can't match. That's another thing that leads people to go. Um, you know, for every person we lose to Florida, we generally get eight-tenths of a person back to folks in Florida who move up here. Huh. So um, that whole storyline in political season is kind of a myth. Well, it's based on anecdotal evidence, which to me is my favorite oxymoron since managing editor. But <laughs> anecdotal evidence is like saying, well, I heard some stories, so therefore this must be the trend. With I'm sure there are some people who move for reasons of taxes. I don't, I don't doubt that. Um, but that's generally not the driving thing. And the things that other studies have shown that lead people to stay most often are family, household, and business. The wealthier you are, the more likely you are to have all, all of them. Don't get me wrong. Of course, anybody can start a family. But if you're talking about if you're likely or not to own a house, the richer you are, the more likely you are to own a house. If you're likely or not to own a business, the richer you are, the more likely you are to own a business. Um, 
it's it's always been said and it's repeated so much, but there's almost no empirical evidence behind it. People hmm. like to say, well, okay, first of all, migration doesn't generally shape a state's prosperity one way or the other. You generally don't get wealthy through prosperity. And our last thing I'll, I'll point out in my rant here <laughs> is when we adopted the income tax in 1991, because the Yankee Institute likes to point that out, they said, you know, we had record out migration in 1992. First off, the out migration was already large and it basically didn't change. It stayed it stayed large. If you talk about, excuse me, the net out migration, if you look at how many left versus then how many came in. But here's the bigger thing. Most people's taxes went up. The wealthiest taxes went plunging down. We were taxing capital gains decades before the income tax. Dividends, decades before the income tax, we were taxing capital gains at 7% in 1991. Dividends at 14%. The income tax changed all that. Everything was taxed at a flat 4.5%. So while for you, that would have been a tax hike, assuming you're not a super wealthy uh, stockholder. For the wealthy, it was a a, a sort of tax cut. It was the largest tax, not some sort of, it was the largest tax cut in state history for the wealthy. Hmm. And the wealthy did not come pouring into Connecticut, and they didn't go pouring out at faster rates than they already were. They weren't pouring out. Some would move out, some would move in. The point is this huge tax cut did not have millionaires streaming into Connecticut. Yeah. I mean, we listen, we in New England, we have the most mature lands, you know, like there's not not a lot of room to grow in New England. It's been a trend over a generation, you know, that you look at it and politically it's been reflected, too. Listen, we we got to go. I, I I wanted to ask you, we're talking with Keith Fanner from ctmirror.org. I don't want to get into the depths with the uh, retirement taxation along with the tax cuts. I just a really quick question. Do you think the income thresholds for some of these things are too low or is that being elitist like New England elitist? I think it's fair to say, Brian, that a lot of politicians, a lot of legislators think they're too low, and I think they're going to be debated again in the coming years. I think they're going to chip away at this to try to broaden them. Yeah, to get more people under the under the umbrella. All right, uh, Keith, great stuff as always. We appreciate it. Go read uh, Keith Faniff at ctmirror.org. Uh, thanks for the time. Thanks so much. Uh, Keith Faniff from CT Mirror. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.